0: Oh, well, a tough act to follow. Did it work? It looked like it worked a little bit. (laughs) Try it at home and let me know what happens. We are continuing our series in the final two chapters of the Bible, the book of Revelation. Last week, we talked about the case for hope. Because our future hope we have is not just fairy tale it's not just a fantasy but because it is the certain living hope it gives us strength and endurance for our day-to-day trials that's the case for hope and today as jake and mary mentioned before us we are going to talk about the case for restoration one of the very pronounced themes also in this chapter are this theme of restoration since the adam and eve took that Fruit from the knowledge of good and evil. We have fallen from God. We took that tree. And as a result, we have sinned. And God has been at work of restoration ever since then. And in today's chapter that we are about to see, it comes to the full restoration. Complete flourishing. Now, don't you want that? What do you want to be restored Perhaps you're grieving over the loss of relationships that you loved dearly, your friends left you. Perhaps you're grieving the loss of your beloved one. Don't you want restoration? I want things. Perhaps you want restoration from this COVID. You want restoration from all this trial and hardship. That is very hard desire of ourselves. Yet today, let's take a look at this glorious scene of new heaven and the new earth how God restores all things. Open up the word of God to Revelation 22, 1-9. Revelation 22, 1-9. This is the sin of the new heaven and the new earth in this city of God. Revelation 22, 1-9. Let me read it for us. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. There will not need the light of a lamb or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord the God who inspires the prophets sent his angels to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me but he said to me don't do that i'm a fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets and with all who keep the words of this scroll worship god this is the reading of god's word uh, today i'll walk through this entire passage verse by verse really great idea to keep it open here is the picture of new eden So from the beginning in the Garden of Eden, now we arrive at the city of God, fully restored in complete flourishing. There is tree of life. There is the river of the water of life. Everything is flourishing and blossoming again. This is the picture we see because God is present in this glorious city. Three things we learn and observe from this passage. Number one, the reality of and our longing for restoration. You will see the reality of and our longing for restoration. Second, the work of the restorer. Who makes all these things possible? The work of the restorer. And third, our response to the restorer. What's our proper response ought to be to the one who restores all things? So first, the reality of and our longing for restoration. Second, the work of the restorer. Lastly, our response to the restorer. So first, our the reality of, and our longing for restoration. Read verse 1. What does it say? Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Here, in this restored Eden, there is the river of the water of life. In Judeo-Christian tradition, water of life symbolized for everlasting life. It's what brings death to life. The one who comes to know and drink this water will never thirst again. This very same similar imagery is used in the book of Ezekiel in the Old Testament. Ezekiel sees this glorious vision where this fresh water flows from the temple, the very presence of God, to the Dead Sea. What is the Dead Sea? The sea that's dead. It only has intake, inflow of the water, but no outflow. So every year it only becomes more salty and more salty. Nothing's livable. I've been there myself. It's so salty that I couldn't even open my eyes near Dead Sea. It's so salty and it's death. But Ezekiel sees this glorious vision that this water of life flows into Dead Sea. And guess what? Water turns it f- to fresh water again. Life is blossoming again. See this glorious vision. Let me read of Ezekiel chapter 47, 8 to 9. It says, He said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the arrival where it enters the dead sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish Because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. The theme of restoration that brings death to life. There is the river of the water of life present in this city of God. All flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. John sees this glorious vision. I want that. I want full restoration. Read verse 2. In the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nation. What is the tree of life? It stood at the center of the garden of Eden, between man and God, that stands for life. All who comes to know this tree of life shall have everlasting life. But because Adam and Eve and we took this fruit, We face death, and we have lost this tree of life. But now, here in this restored heaven and earth, there is complete restoration of this tree of life present once again. Do you see that this is a tree that never withers? It bears fruit every month. It's an evergreen tree. And whoever comes to know this tree and leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nation. There will not be any more conflict. There will not be any more sorrow. There's full healing and restoration of our soul. Read verse 3. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve them. We briefly covered this topic last week. The curse was brought upon mankind because we have sinned before God. As a result, death entered into the world. Now, in this world, in the presence of God, there will no longer be any more curse, meaning wholeness, completion, shalom will flourish evermore. They will no longer worship God half-heartedly, but will worship fully and completely because there is not even a glimpse, a trace of sin, all completely restored in the presence of our very God. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city and his servants, we will worship him. Oh, that's mouthful, Chelton. This is what we want. Underneath of all our longing and desire, full restoration is what we desire. Actually, we Christians do not have monopoly over our desire for longing. And for longing of restoration. We all want that as humankind. Just year ago um, i actually don't really go to theater that often but i went to watch this movie because i did not want to be spoiled but spoiler alert i'm about to spoil you uh, it's two years old if you haven't seen it by now with all this time during pandemic you probably won't see it so here i am the church let me share a story here i went to see this movie called avengers endgame it might as well it's uh, it happened to be the highest grossing film of all time It became the most popular movie. And mine as well, that movie should be renamed Avengers Restoration Game. In the previous movie, their beloved one, all are lost. And this whole movie is entirely about restoration. At the very end of the movie, all comes to life from death. And when I was at the theater, everyone begins to scream and clap, shout. Yes, this is a great thing. I've never witnessed it in theater. People are clapping, shouting why because people's heart tick after this vision of restoration we want that it is our very longing that we desire so much i saw the interview by the director russo said that this is the very message that people want to hear and i would say amen for that people want to see this we desire that perhaps this is very personal to you this is extremely personal to me actually 2014, I had my beloved puppy. I loved him. He was only six weeks old. And I'm like, when you're six weeks old, when I first had him on first night, he would just cry all night. He would not go to sleep. And then I realized that he was just missing the touch near. So I held him near my heart, and he would be quiet. So I realized that he needed to listen to my heartbeat to sleep. So I literally laid him on my chest through the night so that he would not cry and find comfort. I mean, I loved him so much that I called him Teddy. Many of you saw his picture during meet and greet. For the first months and a half, puppy, I guess, needs to go to bathroom often. I lived on third floor. Every midnight, 3 a.m., 6 a.m., I got up for this dog. I walked on third floor down every three hours. I loved him. That <laughs> was great. But three and a half years ago, tragically, he passed. Um, I tried everything to save him. I saw six different vats, but in a matter of week, he was gone like that. I remember first day coming home, like completely so scared. I'm like, what's the reason for coming home? I got nothing left here. I mean, I was so devastated that I feel so robbed. This is not meant to be. I was so broken by that. See, people offered consolation and great comfort. But deep down of my heart, more than consolation, I want restoration. I want it back. I don't know whether everything will be restored eye for an eye. But I, but I do know that this vision that we see is far greater than even for my longing. Perhaps some of you are deeply grieving for the loss that you have experienced in your life. As soon as I said the word restoration, there is something that popped in your heart If only I want this to be restored. But regardless of how deaf and shallow our desire is, what John is offering, the vision of heaven, is even far greater than our greatest longing will ever be. Because when we see him face to face, we will not know the trace of sadness within our heart. And here, John sees this glorious water of life that brings death to life. Death becomes fresh water again. The creatures live there and thrive once again. There is the forever evergreen tree that does not wither and completely restores for all who comes to know this tree. And there is not a trace of curse, sin, or sadness. All because there is the presence of God. I want this reality to happen. Perhaps there are some of you who are considering a case for Christianity, and I think the vision that Christianity offers is very compelling. When I combine with any, even any other religion or belief system in this world, let me give it a try. I mean, there's belief system, Hinduism. It believes karma, you're born again, If you are suffering today, it's because you've done something wrong in your previous life. Sure, you have another chance, but that's not a restoration, it's more like a reset. Or, I mean, thinking about it, theology of Lion King. Um, Oh, Simba, when you die, when your dad dies, he becomes fertilizer, and plants grow as a result, and then you eat. It's all circle of life. Hakuma Matata. Uh, As great as the vision is, I don't want to be fertilizer. I want restoration. Not a, it's not personal. Do you know what is the worst? The very belief system this modern secular Western culture holds, actually. What's the culture we have? Secular word means nowism. Now is everything. That has no offer for hope for restoration. There is absolutely no chance for restoration. This is all there is. YOLO. You only live once. It does not offer any vision for restoration. But the very vision of restoration that Christianity offers are extremely personal and intimate. Let me show you why this is so personal. Second, the work of the restorer. Read verse 4. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. What is this thing talking about? His name will be on our foreheads? This goes back to the Old Testament system where high priest on the day of Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, will have Yahweh's name on their forehead and enter into the Holy of Holies and offer a blood sacrifice to atone for people's sin. So what is dancing now? Not only high priest, but all of us, all the believers will have God's name on our foreheads, meaning now we are the priest because Jesus Christ paid for the ultimate blood sacrifice once for all. God used to be fatal. If you come in contact with him, you will die. We are unworthy to enter his presence in the Holy of Holies. Now we have direct access to God, all because of Jesus Christ once for all, offered up the ultimate sacrifice on the cross. The work of the Restorer, his name is Jesus. Read verse 5. What does it say? There will be no more night. There will not need the light of a lamb or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. Why is there no more night, church? It's because on the cross of Jesus Christ, He absorbed all darkness. Darkness fell upon the earth. And then because He absorbed all darkness and all our sins, now... He will shine brightly in radiant glory and we will join with him, reign with him forever. Why is there no more night? Because Jesus Christ took all the darkness on the cross. Oh, it's all about Jesus. I mean, we cover the first three verses, but let me go back to that. Read verse three. Why is there no longer will there be any curse? Because on the cross of Jesus Christ took the cosmic curse upon himself The curse that was supposed to be upon us, Jesus Christ took that. He descended into hell because the ultimate curse was laid on him. Go back to verse 2. There is the tree of life. Why is the tree of life? Because Jesus Christ was hung on a tree of death. To him, it was tree of death. But for all who comes to know this tree, to us, it's the tree of life. The man who was hung on a tree, as Galatians talk about, his name is Jesus. That's why tree of life can be there. Verse 1, there is river of the water of life. All who comes to know this water, drink this water, shall never thirst again. How is this possible? Because on the cross of Jesus Christ, he cried out, I thirst. He endured cosmic thirst. He drank death. So that all who come to know him will drink this water of life that will never leave us longing. It will satisfy us because of what Jesus Christ has done. Do you see how the work of a restorer and his name is Jesus it's because of what he has done. We can hope. We can live. See, death used to be, if you don't know Jesus as your savior, death is end of all things. Really. Imagine all you have toiled for. All you have labored, all you have loved, when you are dying, when you die, poof, it's all gone. But because of what Jesus Christ has done, death is no longer death. Through his death, he has conquered the death. The poet George Herbert said this: Death used to be an executioner, but the gospel makes him just a gardener. Death used to be an executioner. But the gospel makes him just a gardener that plants us where we ought to be in the very presence of God. See, Chelton, and you know what is the ultimate restoration of it all? I'm not done yet. John shows more. Read verse 6 and 7. The angel said to me, These words are trust and true. You can bank on this. The Lord God who inspires the prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Look, I am coming soon. The ultimate restoration is resurrection. And our Jesus Christ did not only die on the cross, but he conquered the death and rose from the dead. Dead God cannot come back, but very living God is saying, I am coming soon. And the ultimate restoration of all things, all who know him will rise and be with him forever and ever. We will rise with him again. This glorious vision of restoration is so personal and intimate. Why? Because our God died to secure that. Do you know him? Do you know him, church? Do you know what Jesus has done for you? It's not a fairy tale for Christians. It really is reality. In J.R. Tolkien's book, The Lord of the Ring, beloved book, the last book, The Return of the King, Sam Gamgee and Frodo finally returns the Ring of Power to the Mount and destroys the Ring. Finally, victory has been won. But after exhaustion and of all things they thought, oh we'll never make it after this. Even though victory has been won, they pass out out of exhaustion. They thought Gandalf was dead. They thought they will die. But they wakes up. Sam Gamgee wakes up from sleep and see this beautiful picture of restoration. Listen to the gospel according to the Lord of the Rings here. This is what it says, Sam Gamgee says, Gandalf, I thought you were dead. But then I thought I was dead myself. Is everything sad going to come untrue? What's happened to the world? A great shadow has departed, said Gandalf. And then he laughed. And the sound of music was like music or water in a parched land. And as he listened, The thought came to Sam that he had not heard the laughter, the pure sound of merriment. For days upon days without count, it fell upon his ears like the echo of all the joys he had ever known." Joys, all the echo of all the joys, that is promised for us. Church, yes, everything said will come untrue. Why is this possible? Because the work of the Restorer, and his name is Jesus. Do you know him? Then what's our response supposed to be? We saw the very reality of in our longing for restoration. We want that. And now we saw Jesus Christ, the one who restores all things. Then what is our proper response supposed to be to him who restores all things? Read verse 7 to 9. It says, look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things, and when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, No, 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 don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets and with all who keep the words of this scroll. Instead of worshiping me, what does the angel say? Worship God. God, what is the object of worship? Who is the object of worship? God. John is saying, wow, I see this incredible revelation. I see this incredible vision of restoration. Angel, you are great, let me, and Angel's like, no, 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 no. I'm not the one who restores all things. Instead of looking at this just great revelation, instead of just marvel at this great restoration, looking at the one who restores all things. Chelton Church, we are a group of people who do not only look at revelation, but we look at the revealer. We do not only look at the restoration, but we look at the restorer. Just like C.S. Lewis once said, we run up the sunbeam to the sun. We find object of our worship. We trace our mind back to the proper object of a wall, worship, adoration, and thanksgiving. And that belongs to our triune God only. So today, I'm sure there are many of things that you deeply desire in your heart. There are things that I want so much in my rest, things that I want to be restored. Yes, as your heart talks, man, I want this. More than just to looking at your inner desire for longing for restoration. Not that those are bad, but all blessings in your life should point you to the blessor. All your longing should lead you to the one who restores all things. And angels saying, worship God. He alone deserves all worship, honor, glory, and praise. To whom do you worship today? Do you know Jesus' church? He died for you. He died to secure this vision of restoration. So when Jesus says, look, I am coming soon, we respond by saying, yes, maranatha. Meaning, come, come soon, dear Lord Jesus. Let's pray together. Oh God, we long for restoration. There's so much brokenness in this world. When we look around, but it doesn't even need to go that far. When we look within ourselves, we see brokenness, we see hurt and pain, and we desperately want restoration, the completion of the restoration. So God, through our desires, we channeled it to you, the one who restores all things. Because of Jesus Christ, you cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because you are hung on the tree of death. For us, it becomes the tree of life. There will no longer be any more curse, because you took all the curse. So Lord, give us this water of life. We come to Jesus to find that water of life today. May we look to him and worship him in our day-to-day life, in our longing, in our waking, in our sleeping. To you be worship and glory forever and evermore. In your name we pray, amen.